imagine this situation. You have a memory that you are sure is true. And it's quite a pivotal moment and a memory that you held on to because you deemed it so important. There were two other people present for this memory. And when you brought it up to both of those people individually, they didn't remember it. One person asked if it really happened or was sure that it didn't happen. And the other one asked, oh, which situation was that? What was that about? I don't really remember. So does that make my memory false? Did it happen? Is it a tree fall in the forest situation? Does it make a sound? How do I know that that memory is true if the two other witnesses to that memory don't remember it? Now, I don't know if you can tell, but this was not a hypothetical. This is actually what happened to me recently. So I asked my husband about a situation that happened to him, a story that he had told me uh, that seemed like a pretty big memory for him as a child and a pretty core memory, a pivotal moment as well in his relationship with his mom and dad. And the memory is as follows. He remembers his mom crying. At some point while she was crying, they were both in the bathroom and he was watching her cry. And she turns to him and apologizes and says, would you, would you be mad at me if I left your father? And he said, yes, of course I'll be mad at you. Please don't leave my father. And then she said, okay, okay. And then wiped her tears away and walked out of the bathroom. He was around nine or 10. And I asked him, what if you asked your mom, there was only one other witness to this memory, what if you asked your mom now if that happened? And she said, no, that never happened. Would the memory be correct? Would your memory be correct? You're a child. She's an adult. And he said, yes, my memory would be correct because it's my memory and I'm 100% sure that that happened. But in reality, how would we know? How does he know that his memory is correct? If his mom says that never happened and she was the only other person in the room, can you truly trust your memory of that situation? Of course, somebody could be lying. And of course, this is where gaslighting happens when somebody tells you your memory is false and tells you something didn't happen. But let's say that's not the situation. His mom is an adult and was an adult at the time. And she says, no, son, I think you're remembering incorrectly. That never happened. I would never ask you that. I would never do that to you. So where did he get the memory from? And it's a very important core memory in his brain that has affected his relationship with his father from that point. Did it really happen? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. A few years ago, I watched a documentary, and it was about 9-11, but more on a scientific exploration of 9-11, where some researchers were gathering information, memories of the day, because everyone remembers where they were on 9-11. Not everyone, I mean, people who it somewhat affected, people in North America especially. 
I remember where I was. I remember the situation. I lived just outside of Toronto, so at that time they said that Toronto could be hit next, and that's a large risk. And they reminded us of what to do in case of an emergency, hide under desks and things like that. I remember it on TV playing on repeat. A lot of classes were kind of cancelled because we were just all watching the TV. Um, I was in grade 9. My brother was in grade 13. And I remember him running down the stairs, finding me in the little corridor in between the stairs because that's where all the art nerds hung out. And he came and he just made an impact thimble with his hand. One hand was at 90 degrees and his other hand went towards the hand and he made an explosion sound. And I was like, okay, what was that? And he's like, just go, go watch the TV. Look what happened. And that's my memory of 9-11. The documentary stated that people have created false memories around 9-11 because it was so traumatic. And they interviewed several people who were in and around that area, including kids who went to school in and around New York. And many of them had memories of seeing the plane hit the tower, watching the plume of dust leave the tower and come towards them at school and then they had to duck and the windows were covered in dust and debris. They remember the sound. They remember watching people falling out of towers and jumping out of the tower. And upon further investigation of these stories, of course not to invalidate their stories, but just to, to check where they were on that day. A lot of them, of course, they knew which school they went to, mentioned which school they went to, where they were, how old they were. And once the investigation was over, it was found that most of those memories were false, as in those schools were not facing the towers. They were not anywhere near the tower. They couldn't have seen it from that angle, the angle that they said that they saw the plane hit the building. So none of those memories were true. And I can guarantee they were pivotal memories in that person's brain for years, for decades. And I don't know how to feel about that. Because how many of our memories are false? How, many, how much of it is real? What is real? What memory is real? Is a memory real if someone else can verify it? Or is it real because it impacts you as a person? It impacts your body. It impacts your mentality. It impacts how you talk to people, your relationship with people, is that real because it affects you in a real way? I um, I found that documentary very, very interesting. And I do use it anecdotally, <laughs> anecdotally quite a lot because I find it quite fascinating. It's something everyone can relate to. Um, and it starts a conversation. Where were you when you found out about 9-11, about the towers being hit? What were you doing? Um, how did it affect you? And the closer you are to the event, so the closer you were to Manhattan, the memories, of course, get more intense. Um, but a lot of the memories are false. But what does that mean for us? What does it mean that a lot of our memories could be false? Are they less effective? Are they less important? I don't know. 
I'll probably say I don't know a lot because I really don't know. I'm not a professional. I'm just a person working through thoughts in my head. Um, and I'm sure someone has an answer to some of the questions. And it might be a therapist. Who knows? I mean, maybe it is a therapist who could help me answer these questions. Maybe not. But the memories that people have are their own and they deserve to have them. Even if I could prove that that thing didn't happen, does it really change the memory? It just sows a seed of doubt, perhaps, or it maybe will make them not want to talk to you because you're gaslighting their memory. You're gaslighting them. You're diminishing something that has a large effect on their life. A recent example of this is when I cracked open my diary from when I was 13 years old. Um, so the story behind this is that my younger brother, who I'm not talking to, I think I mentioned this in my last episode, if you have listened, um, then you would know that I'm not talking to my younger brother. It's not related to this story, but... When I moved back to the city, I, I've moved around quite a lot. I've been to many places, and only a few things come with me. And one of them is my diary. And the other thing is a cassette portfolio, is the best way to describe it. It's a portfolio of cassette tapes. I, I was gifted this on my fourth birthday, and it can hold eight cassette tapes and it has Disney characters Disney yeah Disney characters on the front and it's like a plastic portfolio that you open and your cassettes are displayed nicely in a row and I've had this since my fourth birthday and I was gifted a recorder and a few cassette tapes and this cassette tape portfolio on my fourth birthday and that's actually when I started recording myself um, in a verbal diary. But on my 13th birthday, I received an actual written diary, an empty one, of course, that also had Disney characters on the front. What? Wait, was I obsessed with Disney? I don't think so. I, it also had Disney characters on the front. Um, and Winnie the Pooh. It's, yeah. And so random cartoon characters on the front. And I've been carrying around these two things, basically, to all the countries I've lived in. I've carried these two things around with me. And they are diaries. The cassettes are fashioned as radio shows that I used to host. And the diary is just a personal diary. It's mostly very boring. Uh, I tried to write in it every day for a while. And there is a core memory that I've heard my brother tell. It's a traumatic memory for him. And I've heard him tell the story before, but I haven't read my diary probably ever or in a very long time. So I didn't know that the story of that was written in the diary. So the last time I heard him tell that story and how much it traumatized him and how much it made him realize how hated he was as a child and that nobody cared for him, I realized this was a very, very pivotal memory for him and very, very important. And 
a few months after that or I just was drinking a glass of wine and I saw my diary and I was like oh let me just crack that sucker up open <laughs> and give it a read seems like a good evening read and um it's interesting to hear my voice my written voice as a 13 year old it was my 13th birthday that I started writing in it but not soon after reading into the diary, so my birthday was in April, and around June, I read the story that sounded very familiar, which was my younger brother um, feeling traumatized by something. And the diary told the story very differently than he remembered it. It was almost the exact opposite of what he remembered. I'm not going to recount the story because... It's, there's some themes in there that I don't think that I want to bring up, <laughs> but you can imagine it was a very traumatizing memory for my younger brother, but the diary told a different story. The story was so different that it could affect, if, if we were still in contact with the other family member, the other family, the, it wasn't they weren't related to us. The other family that was involved, if we were still in contact, um, it would be worth noting and bringing it up and saying, hey, do you remember this? This probably had a huge effect on our relationship as families. Um, let's talk about it because I have it here in my diary. Obviously, that's not an issue because we don't have a relationship with them anymore. Um, and I don't think it affected the other party quite as mu much as it affects my my younger brother. But the the story was <clears throat> the story was was uh, construed in his head and obviously used. He's used it as uh, fuel for his um, hypothesis <laughs> that he's truly hated as a child and this is the proof this is the proof of him being truly hated and this is when it all started and i wanted to bring it up to him but i didn't want to shatter this memory that he has or invalidate it in any way i tried to ask advice from my sibling my other sibling who is the twin of my younger brother um, but we live in different countries and have very different schedules. And it just worked out that I wasn't able to get the advice that I was looking for. I didn't, we didn't have a chance to talk about it. My mistake was bringing it up to my mom, um, who has a very good way of making you feel disarmed. Um, at, at face value, she's very kind and motherly and very good to talk to, extremely intelligent, very good to talk to, generally has good advice. Um, and I don't ever go to her for advice, but I thought that because it's about people that she cares about, then I would probably get good advice. And it, what could go wrong? I'm just going to ask advice about this specific thing. And... Now remembering that the root of all of our trauma as children, of her children, are, is her. This was a mistake, of course. But I, at the moment, I didn't feel like it was a mistake. And I told her the story. 
I told her that it's the opposite of the story that he tells. She says, yes, I can confirm. I remember it as you wrote it in the diary. And I don't know why he remembers it differently. But that's something he's been carrying around for a while. And I didn't want to discredit his memory. And I said, well, now I have proof. And maybe it could cause a little bit of relief for him that perhaps he remembered it a little bit incorrectly. And he's been carrying around this trauma um, for years and didn't need to. Um, and she said, yes, that's, that's true. I mean, we have to be very sensitive in the way that we bring it up to him because we don't want to, uh, invalidate him or make it feel like we're gaslighting him. And I, and this is why I wanted advice of how to bring it up to him. A few days later, I get a very upset, angry text from my younger brother and, and he can't express his emotions very well. So when he's angry, he's angry and he doesn't really care the words that he uses. He just gets angry. And um, I asked him to explain what's happening, what's going on. And it turns out that though I asked for my mom's advice and asked her to be, of course, to keep it to herself because I will be the one to talk to him about it, she decided to use it for her own good which makes sense. That's what she would do. But that's what she did. She contacted him almost right away and basically used that story to invalidate all of his previous memories of her being a bad mother and all the horrible things that we went through as children and said, well, it could just be a false memory because I have proof that you're remembering something wrong and it's in CL's diary. So understandably, he was upset. He called me or he wrote me. He he was pissed. And I was horrified because that is the least motherly thing that one would do. And that's exactly what she did. And it really is quite telling to the person that she is. But I, I needed to, of course, do some damage control. And that was what was the most important to me at the time. Of course, this story is important because we're talking about false memories. And I knew that his memory was false. And so did my mom. But I still didn't want to completely discredit his memory because that memory that he had, he's been walking around with for 20 years. So that's as real as it gets. That's a real, real memory for him. And just because it didn't actually happen that way, it doesn't mean it hasn't affected him. And that's exactly what I told him when I saw him. I sat down with him and I said like, that he needs to understand that I'm not fooled by our mother's motherliness and that, and I'm not fooled. I don't believe she's changed. And I did apologize for even bringing her into this situation because that was a mistake on my part. And I told him that the memory that's written in my diary is just as it happened from me as the observer. I was there, I was older than him, and I wrote it in my opinion based on what I saw at that moment. And it just is a form of information to shed light on a situation that he has been affected by all these years. And he really appreciated me telling him that way and he would have loved to hear it from me and not from her and in such a horrible way. And I again, I apologized. And that situation ended there. And has he changed his opinion of that memory? No, he hasn't. 
have I changed my opinion about my mom? No, I just had a moment of weakness and um, a lapse of judgment. But no, but it is a good reminder. But the memory we're talking about, the false memory, the false memory still exists and it will exist forever. And it's probably a story that he'll tell his next girlfriend or his future wife or his children about the proof of him being hated was starting from this situation. So this memory will live on um, probably longer than my diary will exist. And I do find that quite interesting. Now, if there are any listeners out there, perhaps one day after I've recorded 10 of these and somebody decides to listen to this episode, I would be interested to hear any opinions and any other false memories that have affected lives around the world that just weren't true, that didn't happen, but that doesn't make them invalid. They're not invalid. I'd love to hear that from other people. Is there any therapists listening? I'm sure you could analyze this. But um, I think it's something worth thinking about. And it gives a different perspective because I accept the false memories as well as the real ones. I accept them. I didn't before because I'm extremely logical. And I, and I was thinking, if it didn't happen, then it didn't happen, and that's it. And as long as you can prove that it didn't happen, then that, that memory should just be wiped. And that's not what it is. The, the true story is the true story, and that's it. And um, these situations that happened recently have made me realize that it's it's not so black and white. Because my last episode, I talked about false memories. And I assumed the false memory belonged to my mom about a pivotal moment that happened between me, my mom, and my brother. Since recording that episode, I brought up that memory to my brother, the other person out of three of us that were in that room. And he didn't really remember it. It wasn't that important. And he was like, ah, oh, yeah, which one was that? What, what was that? Oh, yeah, it probably happened like this. I don't know. And... My mom saying it didn't happen and me thinking it happened. Now, is it real? Did it happen? Did I just create that story? I don't know. I really don't know. I can't say for sure. And I, I'm going to sit with that for a while. And... The question is still, do I need therapy? And the answer is still, yes, I do. I definitely do. But sometimes talking out loud to a microphone is some sort of a therapy because it helps me to reflect and to think critically about things. And to be a little bit easier on myself and others. And to see some people for who they are, which is also important. And I thank you for listening. That's another episode of Do I Need Therapy? 
which is not a real question because the answer is yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.